Evening, everyone. It's time for the Sam and Redders NDCA podcast. Sam Holding, it's a very good evening to you, sir. Sure is, Redders. Lovely to see you and hear from you again. Uh, let's get into it. Indeed. And how was the scuttlebutt amongst the Lions after the performance of our friend JVK last week? Was the was the overall uh, feedback reasonably positive? Um, to be honest, I was in, I, I I didn't play with Geordie on Saturday, so I didn't actually get to experience that. Um. Yeah, I, 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 I would have liked to. Uh, I know. I know it was his first time. I know he's a little bit nervous, but um, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll want to get on a go, get on and have another go again. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm to be honest. I didn't really think too much about the uh, the reaction of the lads. Fair enough. And congratulations, Jordy, and his uh, new fiance Cassandra, who got uh, who got engaged on Sunday, which is wonderful news. Yeah, that was that was probably the uh, the highlight of the weekend. For uh, for everyone, it was lovely to lovely to see them. Yes, well, I'm going to be briefly mentioning some about Sam holding it. <laughs> I'm assuming, <laughs> yeah, and you know where that's going. And I'm not trying to be a smart A, but yes, we might have a little bit of a discussion about that particular game. So, you know what? It, even though it was a disappointing result, um, and both teams were nowhere near the, at their best, I, I think it was a great game of cricket. Um, a very yeah, exciting fair. game of cricket. Um, so I'm more than happy to discuss that. Yeah, well, you, I, I know you, you, you're more than happy to discuss everything, so that's great. That's part <laughs> of the, why we're on here. Some interesting results around the weekend, a couple of fascinating ones, particularly the game of the round. We'll go through the run through of the scores and then we'll get in to see what's going on inside Sam's head. Stockton, after being in lots of trouble at 6 for 154, 7 for 320 declared, and Waratah Mayfield faced three overs at the end, and there was just a solitude no ball on those three overs, none for one. West and Merriweather, a tough game of quick grinding cricket at Harker. West made 208 off 77.2 overs. Merriweather came out and faced 12 overs and made a none for 19. So the weather's going along quite nicely in a game, as we discussed last week. They've all got pretty much got to win them all the way the results are going. Now, this is the game that is completely fascinating. Charlestown made 254 off 86.3 overs. City a none for nine. So City need 240. Six next Saturday off 90 overs. What a game that's going to be. Cardiff were in a, quite a bit of trouble against Hamwicks, and then Griffin, Lee, and Oscar Hiskins put on a thousand batting down the order. Cardiff six for 275, with Griff Lee getting his century off the last ball of the day. This next game, we're going to, people will be talking about this for a long, long time. Toronto all out for 102. Uni then turned around and off three, 36 overs made three for 306 which is astonishing. And there's a new term in Newcastle cricket, which I'll uh, tell Sam about shortly. And then Toronto at, at the death, two for 34. So uni looking headlong at getting knitting out wickets there for an outright. And Wall's End made 240 off 68 overs. What I don't understand is I reckon though someone might have put one over short there because Belmont are listed as facing 21 overs. That's, that's 89. And normally in a day's play, you get 90. So I'm just wondering if there's a slight discrepancy or where there's a point of an over there and somewhere. Let's go back and look at them in, in the order in which they're, they're, they're on the screen. Um, I'll go first here, Sammy, but I will talk to you about the game. Um, yeah, as that's interesting. That scorecard, again, that, that's the second time I've seen that tonight. I'm going to have to go to the app. The, the scores are on there. I know that they were live scored, but we'll go to that. Stockton were in quite a bit of trouble. Six for 154. Um, up the top, Cam Cantana, 44. Logan Weston, 24. Jeffy, 49. And then Adrian Chan and Nathan Hudson came together and completely turned the game on its head. 
Chatty, after being 19 off 93, ended up 120 off 158, which is first century for Stockton. Nathan Hudson, 57, and Stockton ended up 7 for 320 off 87. Uh, big change in the day there. Liam Wilson fell ill. He was bowling quite nicely, 1 for 9 off 5. Alex Taylor, 2 for 86 off 26, and turned them on a pitch doing a bit. Um, and J-Boy, 2 for 64 off 19. But Sam, um, yeah, quite a bit of trouble early. And then uh, Adrian Chad, as he's done so often in his career, and Nathan Nathan Hudson, that was the best innings I reckon I've seen Nathan play other than a century made for Newcastle. They batted beautifully and towards the end, Chaddy really put the foot down and started hitting a lot of sixes to the short boundary towards squarely toward the grandstand. But that's a pretty good performance and it's going to take some chasing down by Waratah. Yeah, I mean, you've got a lot of very, very good players in that Stockton lineup. I remember watching it going... Looking at the score, going, oh, they're in a bit of trouble here. But then they just keep coming. You just keep getting rep batsman after rep batsman after rep batsman. You know, you get rid of Weston, you have to get through Ganin, and you get through through Ganin, and you got Chad. You get through Chad, you got one of the best young cricketers in Newcastle, Lucas Vincent. You get through him, you got Nathan Hudson, who's a top six batsman comfortably, batting eight, and then the rep captain batting nine. Like it doesn't. And I mean, Lucas Sargent's no mug, and I have, I, I don't, I confess, I don't know Hayden Williams very well, but I mean. And that's before you even look at the top of the order. Um, yeah, they're obviously very happy with that. And as you said, maybe you've been doing a bit. So, yeah, that looks like an outstanding day of cricket. And congratulations to Adrian Chad. And good to see Nathan Hudson back in the runs. It is. Uh, Ch- Chaddy batted superbly. Um, as I said, picked off, particularly picked on Josh Clary's all there in Indisbell um, and got into him a touch. But uh, look, it was a... Tough day. Pitch was doing a lot. I had a real tinge of green and did quite a lot. Alex Taylor was – I spoke to Jeffy, and Jeffy was playing Taylor very carefully. A lot of defensive uh, shots dead down toward mid-on and, and, and mid-wicket because he was turning it. Um, interestingly, he didn't have most of the day a leg slip, which I Nick Foster would have had automatically, but he t- was turning it quite a bit to his credit. And then Waratah went out and a none for one at stumps. It's going to be a big chase um, at, at, at Lynn and, of course, Everyone in Newcastle is going to be coming off two very hot days on Thursday and Friday. And thankfully for all of us, the temperatures drop on Saturday. But you would imagine there'll be some dry techs around. Sam, on to Merriweather and West. And this was a straight out grind. West made 208. Um, and someone you're, and I'll t- let you take over this one. West 208, Merriweather none for 19. Over to you for the review of this one, mate, because someone quite close to you has made, produced a magnificent performance. Yeah. Um... Boy, you said the wicket was very, very good as you're accustomed to at Harker Oval. Um, Zach McGuigan has scored 122 of the 208. It's an outstanding performance. No one else has got past 20. Um, a few batsmen's batted a little bit of time. Um, but yeah, out, out, outstanding. His first ever first grade century. I Speaking to a lot of the boys, um, the pitch was very flat. I got told that there were times where he was actually able to sort of preempt preempt some shots over the top. The wicket was that true. He was able to just kind of stand and deliver and, you know, balls that, you know, he was defending the ball before the next one he's hitting it over mid-on or mid-wicket, um, such as his class. So, um, yeah, Wes owe a lot to, to Zach McGuigan there for keeping them in the day's play. Um, yeah, but... I, well, I watched a little bit on the of of, of Frog Box. Just want to mention Courtney Moulton bowled superbly. Um, yes, he did, didn't he? Give us his yeah. figures, please. Yeah, four, four, four for thirty-eight off his fourteen 
0.2 overs. Um, Cuddles was a little bit sick, Josh Geary. So he only got he only had the five overs, none for 13. Um, but then you have your staples at the top of the orders. Sam O'Sullivan, one for 30 off 13. Zach Stanbridge, who I'm told bowled downwind very quickly as well. Zach McGuigan hits a massive, oh, hit a massive six off him over fine leg, I was told, um, into the wind. Um, but if you watch the if you watch the uh, highlights, it looked like Zach was pushing off Ford Oval, um, coming coming downwind there and bowled. Apparently, his second spell was really, really good. He got some really good breakthroughs, um, including getting Zach McGuigan out, which meant they were able to wrap it up a little bit quicker. Um, Tom Owen, 18 overs, 2 for 49. And good to see our man Jeremy Smith back in back bowling, one for thirty six off thirteen. Yeah, Cuddles not being overly well would have helped him there because he knew he had Smith to go to, and that yeah. that gives Mary with a really interesting blend because there's a left arm ortho, two left arm seamers, and two a right arm seamer, uh, two right arm seamers, and a leggy. It's actually a very balanced attack, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. We've talked about talked about that enough. That yeah, they they got it. There's a there's a lot there. They'll be disappointed. Um, not to have wrapped it up a little bit earlier. Denzel O'Brien and Brad down the bottom there putting up a little bit of resistance at the end. Um, but but yeah, o- overall, I don't think the, the the lads are too unhappy with that. 208. If you're going to be playing finals cricket, that's a score you should should be looking to chase. Yep. Um, and, and then yeah. they did the business, didn't they? They faced 73 rocks for 19, but they're still there. Geordie's done his best audition for um, the next edition of the block with six off 40. And Dave Sellops 12 off 33, but they are still there. And having 10 wickets in the shed against that attack, Aldous, Bills, McGuigan, um, Charlie Walker, that's they'd be very pleased where they're at. Yeah, 100%. Um, I just want to point out that there wasn't a man more nervous. I think he needs to get his blood pressure checked personally. Jordy Van Kemenade with what he was going to do on Sunday, coming out facing that last bit. I I know I was speaking to, to Mark McLaughlin. He said he, yeah, Jordy was having kittens on the sideline before before going out there. He was that nervous. He was ghost white. <laughs> you know, he's a he's a proud cricketer, Jordy, and he absolutely lives for it. So I know yeah, it means well to him, and I'm so glad he's got through the night and given himself the best chance of going on next week. And he has two of the most supportive parents anyone could wish for, and who have watched both of their sons play an enormous amount of sport. Uh, Joe and Trevor, terrific people, and they provide them with a. Uh, there's a reason that Geordie and Ryan Van Kemenade are such good blokes. And I can tell you a lot of it's got to do with their parents. And I mean that quite sincerely. Next game, Charlestown and Newcastle City. What a game this is going to be on Saturday. I think everybody who has a phone will be monitoring this game because there's so many permutations to this. Charlestown batting first, 86.3 overs, 254. Top score, Armsy with 55. Uh, good to see him make a 50. Kel Wilson, 50. Um, and then they started to pick away at them, didn't they? Uh, Richard came in at made 29. No one else made more than 17. And uh, four for, for Daniel Ibrahim, who's got just knocking up getting wickets. Jonah Rose, a three for, two for Alex Silo. Um, and you know what? That's almost even money at Cahiba. What do you reckon about that score? 254 of 86.3, Sammy? Well... Without knowing what the wicket was like at Cahaba, I haven't played there this season, and I have yeah, I mean, I haven't looked too much at the scores that go on there each week. But I think looking at that scorecard, the first thing that stands out to me is you've got one, two, three, four blokes all making more than twenty five and not not kicking on past past seventy. And I think that that's in the big games you need someone to stand up and 
go on and get that big score and that that puts you one foot one foot in getting the six points. Dan Arms is a very quality player, 55. Oh, look, despite that being a great performance, I know knowing knowing Dan, I know he would have wished he'd, he'd kicked on there. Um, oh, he'd have been filthy. He has high standards, and he'd have been filthy at getting up for 55. You are spot on there. Daniel has very high standards. And I, and I think you can say the same thing for Dan Chillingworth as well. He's, he's, he's batted a lot of balls there. Yep. Um, he's, you know, got gotten a start. Someone of his caliber, I bet he wishes he kicked on. Kel Wilson batted a lot of balls as well, got a 50, which is a great performance against the form side. Um Again, 50, probably wish he kicked on. Michael Richardson, good to see him back playing, 29 or 56. Um, but, yeah, just batted most of the day as well, which is so important. You don't want to give City, with their quality batsmen, more than their allotted overs or not not many more than their allotted overs. Um, Agreed. Because we, 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 we've seen, you know, even when Wallsend got a little bit of a score in that one-day final, Loams and Carter, you know, sides traditionally struggle chasing. I know it's changing a little bit now. But they just sit. They just did it without pressure. I think. I think they're well equipped, City, to chase big, big totals, break it down, and they got the batsmen to do it. Which means next week is going to be so interesting, as you said. Um, oh. Looking down the list of those batsmen who are playing for City, you've got such a well balanced batting attack. You know, you've got you know probably the best bat, best batsman in the comp in Oli Carter. You got Nick Nick Walker, who's an who overall from all reports is an amazing batsman you know you've got um daniel ibrahim who's obviously a professional um harrison alone you've got a lot of quality mitchell nesbitt um the list goes on so it'll it'll be fascinating very fascinating oh absolutely it will be and it's i think everybody's going to be key so here's the permutations everyone you would think that this is going to be a one innings game if charlestown win they're on top of the ladder Okay, if Newcastle City win, they start to get a game to a game and a half of everybody. The, the Stockton, um, the Stockton Waratah game will be very important to that as well. But it's a huge. It's really is very big. Newcastle City pretty much won't be knocked out of the top two. Charlestown could be if they don't get home. So there's so many things. And again, this could very well be a curtain raiser for finals coming up. So it's a huge test for all 22 players. It will be a fascinating day at Cahyber. And uh, Sam, the wicket at Cahyber and the outfielders, people are saying as good as they've seen them in years. The outfield is superb. It's it's getting up towards being the second best outfield in Newcastle after number one. It's that good. Great credit to them. And the pitch is pretty good as well. So, now fascinating time, uh, fascinating times there. Another very similar score, a few similar scores here, out uh, over there at Passmore. Cardiff batting first, they elected to bat, and they were in all sorts. Their top uh, five, 2, 11, 36, 1, and 28. Uh, I'd seen no Rahul Bakshi there either. Ben Roberts made 36, Dan Williams 28. Um, and they were in quite a bit of trouble. And then Griffin Lee... And Oscar Hiskins, Oscar Hiskins, who was part of the New South Wales countryside that just won the Australian 17s. Griffin Lee, 103 of 246 from the from the great man. And Oscar Hiskins, 82 of 119, have got them to six for 275 and they've batted out their overs. Three for 37 to the impressive Jamie Dixon, who is a serious talent. Reese Hamlin, 31 overs, two for 71. Reese would have been very sore after that. And Jet Mason, one for 81 off 24. Um, the way Hamwicks have been batting, you would think that Cardiff have got a slight edge there, um, but certainly they went through the top order and then Lee and Hiskins have taken the game away from them, haven't they? 
Yeah, 100%. I remember looking at that again, similar to the Stockton thing, going, they're in so much, they're, they're, they're in trouble here. But such is the class of Griffin Lee. He's, he's, he's not just, he's a good cricketer, he's talented, but he's a thinking cricketer. You know, you get these guys who put under a bit of pressure, you know, they got all the shots, but how do they put it all together? You know, he's batted 246 balls. He It seemed that he accelerated in the right times. Um, and he's laid, a play, he's laid that foundation for Austin Hiskins to come out and play his natural game, which is quite aggressive. Um, and such is the way Cardiff are playing at the moment. They've got plenty of depth. And that's without Jay Stedden getting a bat, who scored 60 or 70 the other week. Um, yeah, I think they're very well placed to be to be pushing for that top four. That performance solidifies, like, confirms it for me. Um, next week's a big test. I know Hamilton are much more um, accustomed to batting. I, I think looking down that their bowling list, I mean, Hextel gives them a different dimension. What I what I find interesting is that Lewis Hextel only bowled five overs. Um, I, I can only assume that Lewis is unwell or got wounded because he can bowl you 25 or 30 overs, which he'd done the previous week and have producing a superb performance for this guy. So I think he took six for in his last game. Yeah, and I mean, I, he didn't play on Sunday either, but he was there watching. Um, so may, maybe, yeah, maybe you're right, he's sick. But, you know, the I think when you've got a team with Reese Hanlon and Ben Borkham in it, I'm unwilling to say that this is an open and shut game for Cardiff. They've got a great bowling attack, um, but yeah, I, as, as I said, um, it'll be another game that you'll be watching your phone on because, um, again, it has huge ramifications for the table and the weeks to come. Huge. So, again, Cardiff making 275 for six off there, a lot of 90 overs. That game would pass more. And I also just want to point out, and forgive yes. me if I'm wrong, I think Raul Bakshi may have played Division 1 over the weekend. Ah, so he might have been out for the second week. Okay, fair enough. Potentially. I think I think I saw his name somewhere. I could be way off there, but I think I may have seen his name. This next game they're going to be talking about for a long, long time, an extraordinary day at a very hot J.R. Ron Hill Oval. I spoke to Thomas the Tank Engine after the day and he said, Redders, it was seriously hot. I actually asked him a question, which I'll bring into this. Toronto batted first and made 102 in their and in their uh, that they were sent in by uni, 102 in their first innings. 30 was the top score. Chad Mackey and next top score Summers made 17. Alex Stafford the figures five for 19 off 14.4 overs. Very good cricketer Alex Stafford, good sportsman. Dan Ray two for 24. And you're thinking, what are uni going to do here, Sam? Well, I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago when. You, uh, in fact, just before Christmas, when Uni um, had come out against us in the second innings and Mohamed Amir Farouk went nuts. Well, on Saturday, Mohamed Amir Farouk has produced an extraordinary performance. It's almost an all-time NDCA performance. They're checking the record books. Mohamed Amir Farouk made 140 rocks. He ended up 116 off 52 with nine fours and 11 enormous sixes. He was hitting trees with regularity at J.R. On Hill. Simon Norville made a sublime 145 off 116, and nobody's talking about it. And they made 306 off 36 overs, three for 306 off 36 overs. Everybody got Pogo, Cooper Harridge, the best of the figures, to be quite honest, one for 29 off five. But what a performance that is. He made 100 off 40 rock samas. Unbelievable. It's come up with a – there's a new term now. You've been farooked, which means you've been hit all over the park. 
if you I know Moff's been listening to the um podcast because he calls Tom no deal, Thomas the Tech Engine. Hello, Muhammad. How are you? I hope you're well, Moff. And uh Jira from myself and Sam, congratulations on a great knock. Over to you, Sammy. I was surprised uni batted so long. That was I've got an I've... I've got a reason for that. I'll get you talk now, but I did speak to Tom O'Neill about that exact reason. You go ahead. Radio. Um, yeah, I'll, to be honest, it makes me feel a little 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 bit sad. That poor Toronto has just been absolutely po- pogo. And as you said, it wasn't wasn't a cold day um over well, anywhere in Newcastle, but Ron Hill's, you know, famous or, you know, or it's it's always it's always hot, ten degrees hotter over there, and you get the yep. the humidity off the creek, and yeah, it's not a great place to be out in the field for. But I mean, to be honest, they weren't out in the field for that long. They're only out there for thirty six overs. So that- I spoke to Tom O'Neill, and I, when I was watching this and watching the scores, I thought to myself, declare now, declare now, declare now. Even when they were a hundred in front, because they got their run so quickly. But I got 100 in front, I'm thinking, send him in. And I spoke to Tom and he said, Redders, Alex Stafford and I were bearing the brunt of the attack and we'd bowled 15 overs each and we was that we were very, very hot. And it was a matter of looking after his players. They went on because it was so hot. He said if it had been milder, yep, he understood the thinking, but they wanted he wanted to give them a rest. So, okay, fair enough. Um, and it's certainly Simon Norville's a terrific bat. He ended up with 19 fours and four sixes. That outfield's still very quick, and it was a good deck. We were there on Sunday, and it's a terrific deck out there. It really is. David Somerville take a bow. And then the second inning is Toronto. I've already lost George Sims and Sean Scott. Alex Stafford's taken six on the day. The other will get to Dan Ray. And you would think that Uni will be trying headlong. Um, now, interestingly, there's a little bit of weather around, not too much. But Uni, are, uh, for mine, are, uh, even money at this stage, even better to uh, to pick up eight wickets and get themselves a very important outright win, Sam Holding. Yeah, you'd think so. You'd think they should be able to get the eight. Well, with that with that bowling attack, they should be able to get the eight. Um, doesn't have a lot of relevance for the table, but it's good to see Uni get a win. I know they've haven't, but they've definitely been under this for what they're capable of and what their team should be doing. Um, well, that's yeah. right. And, and, and interestingly, if results go their way, Uni can leapfrog all the way from. 11th to 7th, if Hamilton, West, Waratah, Belmont all lose, which could happen, and Uni get 10, they'll go to 29 and um, join Hamwicks, and they've got a better quotient than Hamwicks. So, you know, they could jump very quickly. The problem for them is that Cardiff and Merriweather uh, are, are going along quite nicely now. I don't think Uni can make the finals, but um, certainly uh, it. I think they're, they're odds on to get that at those outright points. And then the final game, and I'm going to have to go to the phone for this because the, some of the scores weren't on the screen earlier. They're still not there. So I'll go here. Walls End batted, um, Walls End batted first against Belmont. This game is being played at it's Walls End's last game at home for the season, in the home and away season. Uh, Walls End made 240. A couple of ducks at the top of the order. Mike made 31. Carl Gabriel, 40. We've in the mid- middle of a purple patch on the weekend, 80. 30, Jacob Page, 27, Josh Pettigrew, and Pat McGann made 18, not out down the bottom of the order, 240. Even the bowling figures are up, but I see there that Alex Isherwood took three. Um, Jared Baxter's taken a couple, and we get to Lukey Muddle, uh, Berkey, and uh, Riley Urquhart, and Connor Gibson as well. And in reply, Belmont's one for 41, so they've got 90 overs to get 200. Uh, Clay Stevenson's 30, and Jared Baxter went in as night watchman with a wicket there. Um, he's three, and Connor Gibson, the man out, LBW to Pat McGann. 
That game is interestingly poised. You'd still think that Wolves in at home would be slight favourites. They've got a very good bowling attack. Um, but it would appear that Nathan Price has had this game off because he wasn't in the in the list there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you'd think the key for Belmont is they've got, you know, probably Isherwood's got to get some runs. And, I mean, there's there's a couple of Belmont fellows who are capable of yes. you know, get, get, get them home for sure. Um, I know James Burke has got a couple of runs this season. Um well, there's, 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 there's a few. Tony Bristow, you know. that. But, I mean, George Farley is one of those grounds where it's always quite flat and the ground's small. So, I mean, you, you depending on the day, you just, you just never know with chases. So, I mean, I think that game's certainly in the balance. You know, 240's yes, it is. still a sizable chase. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Belmont, Belmont could reel them in. Well, Bell might have knocked off 41 runs of that chase, I might add. They've got 90 overs to get 200. Um, George Farley, the wicket, or as you would well know, particularly in the first hour, hour to hour and a half, does a little bit. If you can, if you bend your back, and it will always seem a little bit. Um, that's going to be a really interesting run chase. And, of course, um, Waldsend needing to win. Just a reminder of the ladder as, as we go ahead. Now, I still don't think this ladder's right because I, I was sore blind that Cardiff had got an... Um, didn't have those points for an outright. Let me just see if it's okay on this ladder here. Uh, yeah, okay. Right. I, I'm not convinced this is right, but anyway, the ladder is City's on 54, Charlestown 50, of course, they're playing each other, Stocko 48, Waltham 41, Cardiff 39. In fact, I think that might actually be right. I think that's been fixed. That was 35 last week. Merriweather 34, and then we go into the bottom six, and I don't think the bottom six can make it. Uh, Hamwick's on top there with 28, West on 26. Um, so it Merriweather can end up could end up um just outside the four, but they've got to win. Cardiff, you think of favored Wall's End, that's going to be interesting. Stockton and Waratah, Waratah's got a big chase. Then that Charlestown City game is enormous, particularly for if Wall's End and Stockton win and Charlestown don't, it makes that four that much closer with Wall's End playing Charlestown and Stockton in their last two games. So interesting scenario there. Onto the city of Summerbash, city of Newcastle, Summerbash, a huge amount of cricket played on Sunday. We're not going to drill down all the games, but we'll give you some scores. Of course, there's a game being played tonight. The Seagulls, 206, defeated the Cookerboroughs, 91 at Ron Hill. The Whips couldn't make 134 against the Magpies. At 134 to 127, the Magpies up by seven. The Black Roses, two for 159, beat Walls in eight for 155. The Rosellas, three for 117 off 13.3, beat the Sea Dragons, 116 at Ron Hill. In a game that we are going to talk about, the Pumas and Lions played a fascinating game. We could get a Carl Oval. And the Pumas won 114 to 113. And then the Sabres, 159 off 20. The Waratahs couldn't quite get there. They ended up to 140 off 20 overs. Now, just before we come back to Sam, there's been some more games played since then. That that was some earlier games. Then we've gone. The Maitland Flood made 228 and defeated the Cookerboroughs 101. The Tigers, two for 194, a huge chase and beat the Thoroughbreds, five for 190 at George Farley, with making a brilliant 122. Uh, the Whips, 129 off 20, defeated the Rebels 102 with their spin bowlers doing the, some damage. The Seagulls made 195. That was last night. Um, Jeffy making an absolutely brilliant century, 114 off 56. Defeated the Rosellas 126. Now, that score, um, as Sam and I, uh, I'm just going on now, the Pumas made 134 off 20. The Magpies have started off brilliantly well 
with arms in chill up the top of the order. 54 off seven. They need 81 off 13 overs there. I'm going to go back to that Pumas and um, Lions game, which Sam Haley um, was most certainly very much a part of. Sam, talk us through this one. I'm assuming the wicket started to do a a few gremlins and it was an interesting day out. Talk us through it, mate. Um, I wouldn't say the pitch was that bad in all seriousness. Um, I watched the the game before and they, you know, plenty of... Plenty, plenty of runs to be scored. Um, I guess the best way to describe the wicket is kind of the it was it was dry, quite thatchy. And what what actually happened if you rolled your fingers over the ball, you actually got a little bit of purchase. Um, yep. Good for spinners, as you could probably tell, there's a bit of a trend throughout. Um, but I mean, I don't think it was as bad as as we made out. I. And I mean, I don't think Hamilton will mind me saying this. I genuinely believe, and I mean, we, I genuinely believe that we won 39 of the 40 overs that were played that day, um, maybe 38. It was a really disappointing result for us. Um, we felt in control the whole whole way, pretty much. Ben, ben Borkham put up a bit of resistance at the top. Um, but yeah. We're not. We we won our first two, so we're not 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 too worried. But oh yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. One that got away. No, no, it's perfectly reasonable. Sam holding top best of the figures. Everybody three for nineteen off four. Superb from Sam. Tom Owen two for sixteen off of four. And Blake Smith. Now tell me a little bit about Blake Smith. I, I know he's one of your marquees. I don't know much about him, but people have big raps on him. He ended up with two for eighteen off of twenty three rocks. Tell us a bit about Blake Smith before we go and look at. Um, Merriweather's batting performance, please, Sammy. Yeah, so he bowls right arm off his, um, and he's a top order batsman. Um, plays for Campbelltown, Camden, and plays first grade. Um, he, I think he bats maybe seven in that, but bats three for us. Um, bowls quite quickly, quite darts, and he's got a couple of really good change-ups. He's got one particular ball that he bowls, he kind of extends his index finger, gets the ball to swing away. Um which is really good. And he, he's been helping. Um, I know Tom Owens enjoyed spending a bit of time with him, learning a couple of his couple of his tricks, and they've been yep. bouncing things off each other. But, yeah, he, he bowls. He normally bowls in the power play and at the death for us. Um, and he's a great – more importantly, he's a great bloke. Um, and, he's, and he's been scoring runs as well. Hits, hits a long ball. Um, do not bowl short short to him. Don't, don't bowl at his hip. Um, yeah, but no, great pickup for us. We're very, very fortunate. I think it was through Geordie Van Kemenade, Mitch Clayton um got us got us in touch with him and he's been he's been outstanding. Um yeah. So when the Lions batted, um Blake Smith made sixty one with three and three. In fact, the fascinating little stat from this game is that the only sixes hit in the entire game were by Merriweather. <laughs> Pat holding up the top hit one and Blake Smith hit three. So Blake Smith and Cuddles were going along fine. Uh, Blake Smith made sixty one, Josh Geary forty. And then Josh Blacksmith out at three for 105, and then Cuddles at four for 112. So talk us through what's happened after Josh got out, please. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> well, l- let me let me wind it back a little bit. Um, the over before. Yes. I think I think we may have needed 10 off two overs, I think it was, or it was something like that. Maybe slightly more. What what we what we didn't do, and I mean, I I know 
Gears is going to have a little bit of a debrief with us tomorrow at training. We we just didn't bat very intelligently. Gears had a mammoth effort. He has been sick all week. Um, hot. It was very hot on Sunday. Um, pushing up in the up in the high thirties, and he he was really struggling, really really struggling. And he got us. He got us. He got us pretty much all the way. And you'd think with that lineup that we should have probably got the runs. I. Remember a Charlestown Hamilton game earlier? I think it was a one day. I'm I, I'm pretty sure it was where Hamilton actually won. Jamie Dixon bowled one of the clutchest final overs. That's right. And and they and his fielders did him. I mean, huh, you, first ball he's bowled and Gears has hit it straight to mid off along the ground, gone through him, missed it, gone for two. And I remember think Lich genuinely thinking, well, that's it. We've done it now. That's that's the game. Then Gears got LBW. Harry Townsend's come out to bat, hit it straight to point, dropped, scampered through for one. I've gone. Well, they've just done it again. They've lost. They've lost it again. How can this be happened? The next two balls, Tom Owen has just hit it straight to a fielder and ran, direct hit. Harry Townsend hit it straight to a fielder. The next ball, direct hit. So two direct hits in a row. Wow. Um, and this is the last. This is the the fortieth over of the game. Yep. So it went two, gears LBW, a drop, two direct hit runouts in a row, which meant we needed two off the final ball, and one to tie. And Pat Houlihan, through no fault of his own, got a perfect Yorker. Genuinely hit the base of leg stump. Could not have asked for a better ball to finish. It was very very clutch. I remember telling. Uh, we probably we probably got our order wrong a little bit. I would have liked to see Paddy Hulahan, who's a very good thinking cricketer, very good between the wickets, really smart. I think he probably could have been pushed up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, as I said, I don't think we were outplayed. They have a very they're, they're a very good team, especially when you add Hextel back in. Oh but, god, yes. But yeah, I, it was very 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 disappointing. Very disappointing. We must make mention that a couple of brilliant knocks have been scored. We've made 122 in Walls End's chase of 294 on Sunday. Brilliant performance. Unfortunately, the fours and sixes aren't there. But if you look at the opening bowlers, they got absolutely towed up. And when Wiv gets going, he's and he's like that. He's streaky. He he'll go and make a few runs, and then all of a sudden it'll click for him. And you can't bowl him when Wiv's in that sort of form. He is that dynamic, and he's very – if you bowl anywhere near his pads, forget about it. It goes – and, of course, playing at Farley, you you can hit fours and sixes comfortably. But goodness me, when he gets in this sort of form, he's just so hard to stop, Sam. Hmm. No, I, I've, I know that. I've bowled to him in a couple of T20s before, and he's, he's, he, he, is very, he is very good. Um Will Fort, their marquee, also yes. also did all right in the first game. I think he he got some runs quite quickly, um, but yeah, great performance from from Wiv, um, especially considering. I know it's Hunter Thoroughbred, not Maitland Flood, um, but yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know. I must confess, I don't know a lot about the Hunter Thoroughbreds, but I mean, a hundred and a T twenty is hundred and a T twenty, isn't it? It is. It's not a bad side that I thought, but there's some pretty good cricketers in it. And then last night, of course, uh, the Rosellas, who are flying on top of the ladder, came up against Stockton, and notably Jeremy Noonan wasn't back. He would probably would have had duties in Sydney. And Jeffy went, um, and when I watched a lot of this because I was working, I couldn't get up to number one. And there's a, there's a certain 
when you're a Stockton person, when Jeff McGinnon gets runs, it's always an enjoyable experience because it's usually extremely entertaining, powerful, and he's just got so many shots. Well, last night was he was unbelievably good on a belter at number one, 114 off 56, and the others got around him and, and, and chipped in. And then uh, West struggled early. Joey Price, they were 39 really quickly. And then Joey and Finn got out both on 39 and Finn Thornton. And after that, it was a bit of a struggle. But, um, yeah, look, terrific performance from from Jeffy. And if you look at some of the shots he played, he hit, a, he hit some enormous sixes and um, he hit the ball so clean and hard. Uh, I've, uh, he's one of those guys that can, A, time a ball, but he can also belt the tripe out of it. And he did both last night. It was just, it was honestly, I know, I know, I know, I'm a bit biased, but um, it was great to watch. And so, some some huge scores being made as well. He's not a fun, fun person to bowl to. I remember, I mean, I'm not sure if you remember this game. We played you guys in a T20 a couple of seasons ago at Lynn, and I ambled in there, bowled the first ball to him, and probably hadn't warmed up to the extent that I probably should have, and just kind of put a ball in a spot, and he's hit the uh, the side of Stockton Bowling Club, the wall on the side there, flat. For six, first ball of the game, first ball of the day, and I went. That woke me up. I went, oh well, that's uh not an ideal start, but you can't you can't do half measures with jo- with Jeff Kinnan and yeah, you have to be on. You um, can't, um, let, him, that, you can't right. let him get in. And he's I reckon that's in. the day of the triple header at Lynn when Maitland, Merriweather, and Stockton played a triple header, that's and uh, and that's the year that Maitland made the finals because they beat us that day um, at Lynn Oval, which. Um, didn't we, we weren't overly impressed with, but they played very well. Um, but yes, I remember the day well. Um, yeah, that's uh, one of those things, I suppose. So a lot of cricket yet to go, a lot of broadcasting the cricket. Make sure you're watching the live streaming. The weekend cricket's pretty much done now. Uh, there's some cricket, there's no cricket tomorrow night. Um, it's back to Wednesday. And that next week, the Sabres and the Black Rises. That'll be a great game of cricket if those two are full strength, that's on Thursday, on, on the third, Tuesday night, the 30th, and there's cricket all the way through. Now, just for those of you that aren't aware, Newcastle is playing ACT in a 50-over side rep fixture. Um, it's the first time Newcastle, the, the two of them have played at Monica a couple of times. Well, this is the the the, the uh, secondary game, the second game, if you like, they played last year at Monica. So this is the, the return game at number one. And that's being played on the 25th of February. So what they've done there, the NDCA, they've wisely moved the Summer Bash quarters to the 3rd of March and the finals are on the 10th. So that last weekend of cricket, everybody, will be Saturday and Sunday for quite a few teams because there'll be a lot of cricket. There'll be eight teams playing Saturday and Sunday on the 2nd and 3rd of March. So hopefully some people get some credit points in at home, but there's a lot of cricket to be played on weekends, Sam. So again, the Summer Bash finals to be now be played on the 3rd and 10th of March. Yeah, really exciting. I mean, I've noted that they've t- turned off the ladder as well on 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 PlayHQ. Um, yes, but you can piece together. You know, you need to make the top eight, which means you probably got to win at least two of your four games, if not three, to have any chance of being being involved. Um, so, no, very exciting. You can you can probably see who the who the who the teams are to beat. Um, and yeah, it'll, it'll be really really fascinating to see what happens. Oh, the Magpies are always good at this form of cricket. Newcastle City are. Uh, some of the marquees coming to play are fantastic. So a young bloke who played for Stockton on Sunday called Bertie Foreman. He's a POM. He's in the Sussex system. He's an, a young bloke. And he's a very talented cricket. Bowls right arm off. He's in left-hand bat. He played a reverse sweep off a medium pacer that I've never seen anyone hit it, including Maxwell and these guys. He murdered it. And he played all these amazing shots. But like most poms, he was really good sweeping. It was great to watch him. I think he made 60-odd off 38 balls. 
and he was great to watch. So remember that name, Bertie Foreman um, from the Manly Pier Club. He's a pommy over here this year. He came and played for Stockton as a marquee and did a very good job. Um, brilliant run out, just a really good fieldsman and a lovely young fellow as well. Good young bloke. Fun, fun fact, I've actually met Bertie Foreman. Um, he's from Sussex. Yeah, he's Sussex, that's playing, right. Which is where I was playing over the winter, the English summer. And yep. I met him at Arundel Castle. Um, I was lucky enough to be You're at Arundel? Oh, wow, okay. But I was lucky enough to be the net bowler there for the Indian team when they came to play yes. Australia in the World Test Championship final. Um, I not 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 through my own ability, but I know the curator. He played for my my team, so I was able to get some uh, pretty cool opportunities there. But I met Birdie there; he was bowling to them. Um, and yeah, he's 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 a great bloke. He's not a he's not a huge bloke either. He's 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 quite. No. He's, quite, no, he's, he's not more of a good time. He, he's a good. He's a good size for a batsman because it. Uh, he, it's easy for him to play off the back foot, and um, he's he, he's hitting particularly on the um through mid wicket and square leg was outstanding. But this reverse sweep was he hit it so pure. He absolutely knew what he was doing, and he absolutely whacked it. And I, I, believe, I, was score- I believe he's actually considered a bowler in England. He's an off spinner. Um, he bats, but I think he's more of a bowling all rounder. Is what he's viewed as playing for Sussex and a genuine first grader for the Manly Career Club. Sam saying, "I play playing very well." Now, who have the Lions got left in the summer bash? I'm just running through the draw. You must have a game left, do you, next week or the week after? Uh, Belmont on the sixth of February at number one Sports Ground, I believe. That's correct. I've got that in front of me. So Tuesday the 6th, um, uh, again, make sure you're listening to the broadcast. I'm going to get up myself and do a couple of games and broadcast in the middle of February. I'm looking forward to that very much. In fact, I may be able to actually broadcast on my own side, which is always a, a, a real honour. So looking forward to those opportunities as always. Commentating is great. I hear David Absalom, com- David Absalom commentating tonight doing a great job as well. Um, yeah, so, and have they got the ladder update? Yes, they, they've got the finals. So the quarterfinals are on... Uh, Sunday, the 3rd of March. There's four of them, as you can imagine, with the quarterfinals. And then the semis and the grand final play on the same day. The grand final this year is a twilight game that starts at 5 o'clock on the 10th of March. Sam, was there anything else you wanted to talk about this evening, my dear friend? Uh, Well, maybe just mention that there's a bit of under-21s cricket happening this Sunday. Go ahead. Uh, Let's talk about it. I I believe. Um, I know that Merriweather are playing Newcastle City, which is always a good game. Um, not sure who our marquees will be, but I know that City are normally um, normally have some pretty good players come back and play for them. If Angus McTaggart's in town, or um... no, Angus McTaggart, I'll be actually at that game that he's playing, and Harry Alones will probably not be there either because there's a PG semi final at North Sydney Oval, Randwick Petersham and North Sydney. I'm actually commentating the game. Uh, down there at North Sydney Oval. So Angus McTaggart will definitely not be playing for Newcastle City. Um, just to run through a few of the early... Uh, let me actually see if it's 3-3 three, three games. So I think there might be an early set. There is. So it's at Walls End, Pay City at George Farley. Hamwicks have got Stocko at Passmore. Charlestown's got West at Cahiba. Belmont's got Toronto at Carl. They're the early games. Then the middle of the day games, Stocko and Cardiff at Passmore. Newcastle City and Merriweather, that's at George Farley. And Toronto's got Waratah at Carl. And then the afternoon set. So this will finish off the competition. Belmont's got Waratah at Carl. Hamwicks have got Cardiff at Passmore. Walsend's got Merriweather at George Farley. So Sam's Merriweather have got two games there at George Farley Oval. And then we go into the finals of that in a couple of weeks' time, uh, the, the week after, actually. So really hotting up in that 21s. Looking at the ladder, the top four teams, Cardiff, West, who've played an extra game. It's Cardiff, West, City, Stocko, 
Belmont Walls End. That's the order of the ladder at the moment, uh, with a lot of cricket to be played this weekend. That'll be um, it's a very interesting under twenty ones cricket. It's a very talented. Some of those sides, those Cardiff West and, and Newcastle City sides, are very talented. Um, there's some very talented cricketers running around in that. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a great competition. It's good to see. You know, you get you get the opportunity. I remember as a young fellow, you get the opportunity to play some first graders. Um, it's one of those comps where you get a real mix of abilities and. Um, yeah, it's really great to be able to play. Not you get experience playing with first graders, learning how they go about it. Um, yeah, it's it's outstanding. So, um, no, really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, it should be should be a really good weekend. Full of full of cricket. Oh, cricket left, right, and centre. Actually, it's all over the place. Uh, Sam, briefly, Merriweather eight for two ninety four in seconds. Um, a good performance at two ninety five. Any runs for S holding in seconds? I don't really want to talk about my performance readers, actually. I can't actually see the scorecard, so I was actually oh, asking God. innocently. There you go. Um, I I mean, I'll, I'll briefly tell you because I know he's not listening. Um, I was playing my brother-in-law, Ethan McLaughlin, um, and my off-stomp actually got knocked out of the ground, not out of the ground, by him for 11. And uh, my whole the whole family was there watching, and I, um, for a brief moment there, kind of wanted to lay down the change room floor and sink into the ground and not really come back. <laughs> um, but no, he, he he bowled he bowled really well. Um, but yeah, no good performance from the lads. We're really trying to push towards finals, and yeah, we've got to. Yes. They're, they're not. There's some really good batsmen for West, so I know that the job's definitely not done. But yeah, we're pretty confident after the weekend that we should be able to get the job done this week. And Merriweather, of course, a lot of they're five points behind Charlestown, and of course Charlestown's playing City and City a second, Charlestown fourth. So Merriweather could end up in the four if things go their way with a win and a Charlestown loss theoretically, although the quotient's quite a bit different. That's a very Waratah and City have really pushed away a bit there, and all, all I can say is those top five sides in throwing um, Walls End and Cardiff. They can all beat you on, on any given day. And the Stockton team's quite a de- deep side as well. It's actually a very competitive top half of that second grade competition because any of them can win. W- w- Waratah's played eight, played nine, eight, nine games, one of which is a no result and won the other eight. They're a very good second grade side, that Waratah side. A very good. Yeah, we played them last last round and came off second best. They ground us into the ground. We yeah, we we really we we thought we were in it. We had a competitive, reasonably competitive score at a quite a thick outfield at Waratah, and yeah, they just Olivia Cohen hit a brilliant hundred. Um, yeah, couldn't get rid of him all day, and he was backed up by young Aiden Mills Punchin, who got thirty odd off a hundred and eighty balls or something, which yeah took the life out of me. Um, but um, yeah, no, it's a uh, it, it, you're right. It is it is it is a really good competition at the moment. Um, some really strong, some really strong teams. You know, teams like City, Stockton, um, Charlestown. When you have really strong first grades, it really helps the rest of the club. It really yep. um, make, makes your second grade a lot better. I know. Speaking to um, Keith Brackenbury, the uh, Waratah scorer, you know, he he sometimes said that he thinks that Waratah are potentially a club full of second graders because they're so good across all of the grades, and their first grades always struggled a little bit. I mean, maybe that's a little bit unfair on, on the Waratah first grade side, but um, so I won't be saying anything about Waratah first grade. So as we're in the middle of a two day, so <laughs> I'll refrain from any comment, Joshy and the boys. We'll say nothing, but Waratah's deep. They've got a very good club, very and yeah. they do, and their second grade's deep. There's some yeah. a lot it's, of guys with first grade experience. To be fair, rel- rel- relentless and experienced, and yeah, they've got a really good 
really good habit of winning there and they're always there or thereabouts at the end of the season. So, um, yeah, we'll hopefully look forward to seeing them in the, in the finals if things go our way. Sam, thank you so much for your time this evening. Um, good luck this weekend with everything you're on. Uh, safe travelling and look forward to catching up with you next week. All right, Redis, thank you very much for having me. On behalf of Sam Holding, this is David Redden. Everybody look after yourself. Enjoy cricket. For goodness sake, in the next couple of days, find a, a, a cold drink, a pool, some shade, because it's going to be terribly hot. And then hopefully the weather uh, cools up for us all on Saturday. On behalf of Sam, this is David. Good evening, everybody. Bye for now.